Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to There's No Place Like Tara, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we are going over season three, episode four, Legacy, a.k.a. Schmegacy. <laughs> because go fuck yourself, Michello. <laughs> uh, also Michello, but also like, this episode's kind of horrible. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the worst thing. <laughs> like, this episode, upon rewatching it, kind of pisses me off. <laughs> it's just kind of like... What? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Why is this happening? Yeah, there's a couple of interesting things. Yeah, we'll we'll get to them. Um, <laughs> this episode, not that good. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's still fun. Like, the basic premise of, like, Michello and his device and coming across, that part's fine. Uh-huh. It's sort of like what happens to Daniel and how the people who are supposed to be helping him respond to him is kind of bullshit. Yeah, a little, yeah, definitely. And, and the, the, <laughs> AKA betrayal. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't so fond of Michello the first time we met him. This is I don't true. need to hear about him a second time. I he doesn't I mean, need to leave a legacy. Michael Shanks, what are you doing to yourself? Yeah, stop stop doing this. Stop being the thing that you're being. And then I had I when you know, I was watching that and I was like I, I was doing my own rewatch after the first yeah. watch of Legacy. I was like, crap. Does Daniel turn into Machello? Does he become Machello? And then I went on this ugly, ugly road that I never want to go down ever again. But anyway, yeah, let's get started. So, uh, Legacy first aired July 16th, 1999, uh, directed by Tor Alexander Valencia, Valenza, mm. uh, which actually did Holiday. So oh, right there's that a reason Machello yeah. comes back. All right, this person's very obsessed with Machello. Well, you know, he had to complete his storyline. I wonder if he had like a dog named Machello or like a family member. If somewhere. he didn't, after we wrote these episodes, he, he didn't better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was directed by Peter DeLuise. And I tried. I did not spot the Peter DeLuise cameo. So I'm thinking my headcanon... I don't know if this is true. Just roll with me. My headcanon is when that happens, just his scene got cut. It's on the editing floor. I cameo. like to think that maybe he's one of our weird crypty pe- people. Yeah, he's not. People. He's, he's not. Fine. I'm sorry. Okay, it's fair. Sorry. Um, so, on PY3948, uh, the team is investigating a dark, creepy building uh, with no life signs. Uh, apparently in some ancient ghoul design, though. And they come across some corpses! Hey, that's exciting. And put on their hazmat masks, and yeah. then they find more corpses. I love this part, because they're like, oh, no, we might be surrounded by things. Put on the hazmat. It's too late. Exactly. You're also, already the here. The air can get up under that mask. Yeah, you're not doing that well. <laughs> yeah, you're just um, not well. Yeah, no. And apparently these are some mummified gould, and totally not creepy at all. Mummified guys. gould is a pretty cool name. Yeah. For a band. That's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I got the band name in early. That yes, was unplanned. Mummified gold. And credits. <laughs> so we come back and we realize the damage to the door lock was done by a ribbon device from the inside. Mm. Not creepy at all. No. Um, and the dead gould are the Linverus, a mm. league of lesser gould who challenge the system lords. A minor league, That's if you a, will. Yeah, yeah. I love that uh, that Jack says this and Tilk's like, oh yeah, I understand what minor league means. No, no, you, no, don't. You, don't. no you don't. No, you don't. Do you even know? Ba- do you understand baseball? 
You don't mind it. You're watching the Fresno Grizzlies on your days off? To be fair, Tilk probably understands cricket. Oh, that's fair. For some reason, I feel like you understand <laughs> cricket more than baseball. All right, that's fair. You that's know, fair. I don't but know I'm why. just like minor league. That means something to no, you. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Get out of here. Uh, and there, there was, there was nine of them, and they find nine mummies, so they're all here. Um, the whole Brady bunch is done for. And they find a tablet like they did on Argos, that planet where Jack got an STD. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but Daniel needs the little hand device, the little page turner. Sure. Uh, and he can't find it. But, oh, wait, there it is. Underneath, next to a mummy. Just kidding. Yeah. And he tries to turn the page and it doesn't work. I refrain from singing you Bob Seger at this point. <laughs> long, 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 oh, God. Okay, I'm not going to refrain. I'll refrain from I'm just going to hold back. I'm just going to let you do your thing. Because you know I will sing the Where's entire song. Where's my lighter? Yeah. <laughs> you know I will sing the entire song. Done and done. So they're like, well, maybe we need a... Again, can I just pause here? That this is the worst design ever. That you need a second device to turn the page. Yeah. It's like even the books that we had when we were little that would like ring a noise when yeah. you turn the page. You literally just, it just rings a noise and then you turn the page. You yeah. don't have to have another thing to turn it This with. is like a horrible design it that is. you it's need a second device to yeah. turn the weird rock page yep. of this tablet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Worst it's the design. dumbest thing. Um, and then someone walks over Daniel's grave and he gets the heebie-jeebies and feels something brush by him. But nothing's there. And... Uh, at that point, everyone else has the heebie-jeebies, yeah. and Jack's like, let's go home. Let's get away from all the creepy things. Yes. Dead things in dark places. So back at the SGC, Daniel is finishing up washing all the creepy off him in the locker room, <laughs> uh, and there's a weird random, like, there's like a funnel of steam yeah. just only in the top half. Just one. From the- just, that's because he only washed the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he's done. That's where all the heebie-jeebies live. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he hears a woman's voice calling his name, but no one's there. And as he leaves the, the locker room, he runs into Sam. Sam wasn't calling his name either. No, I love this part where he's like, were you in the locker room calling me? And her, her response is no, but there's a laugh. They're like, yeah, because I'm hanging out in the locker yeah. room while you're naked <laughs> taking a shower. Come on, buddy. Like, that is all the things that are read on her face. She's like, no, weirdo. <laughs> Do you hang out in the locker room while I'm showering? Yeah, not really. So, no, I was not in here looking for you. <laughs> and if yeah, I was looking for you and you were in here, I would wait. Also, <laughs> I'm coming from the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, but up in the briefing room, Janet tells us that the ghoul died before their hosts. And we know that because they have the protein marker. Um, but we have no idea what killed them. Nope. They're like, well, it wasn't poison or biowarfare, because Teal tells us that the ghouls are immune to those, mm-hmm. and the door was locked from the inside, so maybe they just died of starvation. Yep. But maybe the assassins were invisible. And I guess the Ritu again, because at this point, the Ritu are just blame everything they're, on. Yeah, they're if just trying for scapegoats. Yeah. Uh, Hammond asks Daniel about the tablet, and he's like, you know, uh, so far, all Teal and I have been able to figure out that there's an attack plan, and but I can't switch the page on it. Yeah, because I don't have my page turner, apparently. And as he's saying this, the Stargate activates and the team comes back. Um, so Hammond dismisses them, and Daniel walks over and looks down to the gate room. And instead of SG-7, he sees the Linvis coming through, the mummified Linvis coming yeah, through I, the Yeah, I love this part, too, because it was a little weirdly done. Because the gate sound starts happening while they're in the middle of their meeting, and yeah. it's bleeding through. And so I'm like, 
is the whole something's coming through the gate part of his hallucination? Yeah. It's very confusing for a second. Especially when you hear later and it's just just him hearing, which I think was a really cool thing to start that early. Yeah, and I was like, it was very clever. It was very clever because I was like, how come nobody is doing anything about this? And well, he's clearly getting But at the same time, is like the Stargate activates so often that just the Stargate That's activating fair. is yeah. not going to be catching it's anyone It's like off when guard. your fire alarm goes off in the kitchen and you're like, oh, it's fine, it's yeah. fine. It's just because I'm cooking exactly. popcorn. Yeah. Um, but he looks down at them, sees the Limbus, looks back up to Jack going, don't you fucking notice this? And then he looks back at everything's, everything's back to fine. Um, super small, really nice detail here that the computer in the background of the briefing room, you okay. don't see the cooch. You hear the cooch happening. Yes. Yeah. And you see the computer screen. The cooch is happening on the computer screen at the same time. Oh. It was a really nice sync detail. Good and job, guys. Like Way to go, effects people. So, Daniela is doing research in his office, um, mm-hmm. and he's taking plenty of some kind of meds. I love Daniel's office. It has this, like, Dewey Hauser feel to me. It's I very cluttery. I also love the fact that it's clearly a science lab, because yeah. that's just repurposed, because there's a sink in the middle of the yeah, table. Yeah, random sink, and I'm hoping he, like, makes drinks in it now. Like, Hopefully. Like, it's a little wet bar or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But it's very He's Dewey mixing Hauser. with those meds he's taking. Yeah, well, you know. That's, you do what you gotta do. When you, you, he's seen some shit. He has seen some shit. He's caused some shit, too. Yeah, well, that's fair. That's very fair. Yeah, but I love it. It's got this feel. And uh, and we hear later that Jack says something about the rooms, and I'll bring more yeah. up there. Yeah. So um, he, we come up with the phrase to enter by infiltration, mm. and he hears his name in the distance again, and the sounds of the Stargate activating from his closet. <laughs> shelved thing. Yeah. So, Penny. yeah, Sully and Mike Wazowski are yeah. hanging out in his closet. Yes. <laughs> he pulls open the doors and he sees an event horizon right there and a voice calling him for him to join them. And yeah. so naturally he sticks his hand into the event horizon. He's very poltergeist. So I'm yeah. waiting for him to oh, go, yeah. they're here. <laughs> and as he sticks his hand in, a Linvis mummy grabs him and pulls him through of the course. event horizon. What else do you expect to happen when you stick your hand in something you're not supposed to? Don't stick your hand in the event horizon that's magically showing up in, in, fact, in your closet. when he's in the shower and he's hearing voices, I'm like, the little girl from the ring is coming. Yeah. She's coming to get you. Get the fuck out of there. Oh, I, for some reason, like, if I'm in the shower, like, alone, every door in the house has to be locked and I'm uh-huh. fairly certain there's going to be someone attacking me. Yeah. In well, the shower. So I, I have this fun thing where I have long, dark hair yeah. and I clean the shower head. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I I'm did like, yep, there's, she's coming. Yep. I'm going to pull and it's going to be the little girl from the ring. Oh, and no, I'm, I'm going to yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, gonna yeah. be dead. Yeah, my hair's not my hair's not black, but it's I do the same thing. It's still enough, yeah, still enough to cause tr- trouble. Um, so when he come when when Daniel comes to is in the infirmary and he wakes to see Jack playing with a saline bag, which I'm sure is really fun to play. Yeah, with. Yeah, I took notes on that part too, and I wrote, "Why the fuck Jack handling?" Because this is how I write notes. Why the fuck Jack handling saline? Question mark. He's bored and it's right. there and it's fun to play and he's with. Like, does it feel like boobs? Listen, it does feel <laughs> like boobs. <laughs> don't you know those little like I don't even know what to call them. They're the weird like water filled worm. Oh yeah, loops. it's creepy and it's yeah, like you almost creepy. feel like you're doing it's, something R rated. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like the, the infinite loop thing, yeah. and and it's filled with water, so you can't quite like hold yeah. it. It keeps yeah. slipping uh-huh. on your hands. Uh-huh. 
that's kind of what I felt like with this because you yeah. will sit there and mindlessly play with that thing. That's for true. Ages. Until your hands just feel gross and you're like, yeah, and I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sticky now. Uh, Why is it? That's what happens sticky? when you handle things for too long, they get sticky. Thank you. I was trying and to go I'm there. Done. I was trying to go there. Thank you. <laughs> um, so Daniel asks, I haven't been drinking. <laughs> Daniel asks Jack if he believes in ghosts. No. Yeah. And neither does Daniel. So clearly there's I some... feel like Jack does. And he's pretending he doesn't because he's too cool to believe in I feel in like Jack might be of... I don't believe in ghosts. I believe there's some shit that you can't explain. That's fair. Like, I That's believe fair. that side. Yeah. Um, but Daniel thinks there must be some logical explanation. He tells Jack the things he's seen and heard. Uh, and Daniel doesn't think the Linvers are dead. The translation, he goes, doesn't mean attack. It means infiltration. So they were being hunted. He's like, maybe they're able to find a way to transform their bodies into energy or something. He's like, I don't know that part. Sam can figure that shit out. I love that dismissal. I know. Like, That's not for me to know. Yeah. I'm not that smart. I know. Let's Sam, Sam figure it out. Yeah. I, love I absolutely love that line. She's. It's like, he's like, I'm not even going to try. This yeah. isn't. Sam will do it. Hey, Sam, can you do this thing? Have Thanks. Fun. Bye. Um, <laughs> and Jack's like, there's some holes in your theory. And I love how Dina's like, well, duh, it's it's a theory, not a proof. Right. Yeah. That's how theories work. Ish. Yes, ish. Um, <laughs> he's not a scientist. The only other theory Daniel has is he's having a nervous breakdown or something. Right. So this is where shit in the episode goes a bit crazy. Yeah. So Jack walks into her briefing room and there's a Dr. McKenzie there and Jack is not going to enjoy this. So part of what McKenzie is doing, and I'm just going to call him, like, I need to come up with some name. He's just like Dr. Stupid mm. at this. Uh, Dr. Fartface. Dr. Fartface. I was going to say Dr. Feels Good, but it's Dr. Feels Bad. <laughs> Dr. Um, feels Dumb. Dr. Feels Dumb. Ooh, Dr. Feels Dumb. I like it. Okay. <laughs> so Dr. Feels Dumb uh, also does, he, he analyzes psychological data from the SG teams, and he thinks Daniel's episode yesterday uncovers a serious side effect. Mm. Dr. Feels Dumb knows that Janet's been treating Jack for headaches. Right. Although she's been... Uh, uh, she's been treating 53% of the field personnel. Okay, but for seriously, headaches. headaches is like the most innocuous, like most. Yes. I get everybody in the world gets headaches. I know. Like, just saying that you give out, like, a couple Advil for a headache. I get doesn't headaches mean anything. is like the generic line you use when you're trying to get a pot card. <laughs> it's yes, like everybody exactly. is gets headaches. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, like, I can understand when you have people going through the Stargate and you have a mass... There's a difference. Are people coming in, like, once every couple weeks because they have a headache, which seems normal, or are people coming in every single day because they have a headache? Right, and it's like, is this a migraine? Is this, like, actual shit? There's no information here. Right, What is the analysis? I want figures. Yeah, this is the most generic thing you've ever seen. Especially considering where they're about to go with this information. Yeah. So, at this point, Dr. Feels Dumb... (laughs) <laughs> thinks Daniel has had the first break of a possible full-blown hebrephrenic schizophrenia. Jesus. I probably mispronounced that first uh-huh. part. Uh, and, and Janet's like, well, migraines are often the first sign. Okay. Okay, it's probably lupus. We've all watched House. <laughs> it's probably just lupus. <laughs> and Daniel, no, although it's not ever lupus. <laughs> Jack sinks it so perfectly. So wait, Daniel's a schizophrenic and it's caused by the Stargate. Yeah. Which is somehow the only logical explanation Janet has right I, now. I, I, I'd, I'd like to think Janet knows better. But yeah, they jump to this the way that, and I, I made a joke of it, but they jump to this the same way that the doctors on house always jump to lupus. It's like, yeah. how about we not jump to some random sense like, source of his schizophrenia? This is the major problem I have with this episode. 
people have these people go off planet and yeah. you've seen enough weird shit going on with people that this your first thing when Daniel sees and hears things is that he's schizophrenic. schizophrenic yeah no let's not come on it's a little extreme to go on the very first stop let's exactly. give him a chance like, yeah even if you weren't going off planet that's a little extreme yeah. for a single day's well, worth you of gotta seeing, consider hearing the things. amount of shit that he sees every day yes. I think this is yeah this like is, I said even if there wasn't a going off planet into possible contagions and shit that mm-hmm. seems really sudden to suddenly go well he's schizophrenic yeah now. considering now if he was 19 right there's a slight he's difference he's in his mid 30s he's, he's gone through quite some shit he has shown no signs of episodes like this other than Until the ones now. that have been explained by Stargate related things exactly but now it's like ah no it's probably not Stargate it's just schizophrenia yeah yeah but Dr. Doctor feels stupid and, <laughs> and Janet like well this is all the textbook symptoms and Daniel has them uh, and Sam's like look I go through the Stargate and I don't have headaches and Janet's like, well, maybe you're immune due to Jolinar. Right. I was like, well, I'm pretty sure the other 47% of people who don't have headaches don't yeah, have a Jolinar. That's fair, yeah. I'm pretty sure that Sam is the only one who's had a Jolinar. Exactly. Because so, otherwise we'd be doing episodes on one of the other SG Exactly. <laughs> um, which is the other, like... Uh, yeah. So Jack's like, fine, we'll put up a sign that says gate travel maybe hazardous to your health. Yeah. Um, but apparently the Air Force can't have uh, someone having delusion in a crisis, so everyone's being recalled for evaluation, shutting down the program until they have a game plan, possibly just limiting missions. Yeah. No debate. Like, they're just, for now, they're just going to medicate just Daniel. shut it all down. And yeah. put him in a VIP room, but if his symptoms persist and it becomes a threat, they'll have to send him to mental health. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Nobody's going to question this at all. Exactly. This makes me feel like the gold are running the hospital. I know. Yeah. It's like, uh, what? Like, that would have been my first thought. I, well, I, I, yeah. <laughs> this is all like, we're jumping like a hundred steps here. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's on or off. No in between. It's like when Kaylee <laughs> runs. Yeah. Is it a trot or a mock? Kaylee the Thor. Yeah, I can't run with... Not me run, first of all. <laughs> uh, but second of all, you can't run with Kaylee Thor because she either, she trots with a prance. You know, like, if you watch the equestrian, uh-huh. the dressage uh-huh. in the Olympics, and those yeah. horts just, like, trot in the most, like, pompous, I'm a badass way in the world? Sure. Kaylee does that. Or she runs faster than a cheetah. Yeah. She doesn't no have in-between. an in-between speed. That's what they're doing mentally. Yes. They're pulling a Kaylee Thor. Meanwhile, Alrighty. Stormy cannot run more than five feet before getting distracted <laughs> by anything. And anything. And and seriously, oh, look, piece of grass. Oh, look, piece of grass. Oh, no, Kaylee will take the grass while running oh. and eat it while yeah, she's that's, running. Yeah, she's got to go. She's got things to do. Alrighty. So, uh, the history science science according to stargate this is going to be super broad and super general um but schizophrenia is is it's a very misunderstood mental disorder um it's not an umbrella term for crazy which Mm -hmm. is i feel like in a lot of tv shows it is yeah (laughs) uh and it's not to be confused with multiple personality disorder, like it was earlier in this series. Oh. Remember in season one? That's right, yeah. Uh, where Sam actually, when she had Jolinar, yeah, was yeah, like... Yeah. yeah, They're like, yeah. That's true. No, it was it's after. It was in Tok'ra. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. But, you know, in, in super generalist terms, it's it's this failure to understand what's real. 
Um, There's usually a lot of anxiety, depression, a lot of other things that go with this. Um, Mm -hmm. There's also a huge spectrum and a huge degree that this could affect someone, like any disorder over this time. It could, in some people, they can manage it, they can live independently. in, in others... Sometimes they start fight clubs. Sometimes Sorry. they start fight clubs. <laughs> I had, I had Isn't that multiple personality disorder? No, I think it's a, it's schizophrenia. Is Was it? Yeah. I saw that movie once. It's, well, from what I remember, and I don't know if that's correct, and it might be both, but he is characterized as having schizophrenia, and he does get medicated for that. Because I know he had the alternate person that he kept forgetting about. He, he right, but he doesn't know him, that he exists. Yeah. So it wasn't a multiple personality in, as in that he knew one was taking over the other. I think it was c- considered both, and I can't remember why, and I should know better because we studied this in one of my classes. I literally have seen that movie once, <laughs> and I wasn't paying full attention to the I've, like, read the, the book film. a couple times. It's and because actually, I knew the ending before I saw it, oh, so I was gotcha. like, I don't even feel like paying no, full it's, attention. No, it's worth it. It's worth it if you're bored and you want to... It's worth rereading the book, and there's actually now a, uh, a graphic novel series oh, really? called Fight Club 2 about what happens to him after oh, okay. that break. Yeah. Interesting. Spoiler alert. He doesn't <laughs> die at the end of the book. <laughs> um, so needless to say, some people can manage it. They can live independently. Other people aren't as fortunate and they uh-huh. sort of require very close supervision. Sure. Um, so in here they say that it's, I'm going to mispronounce it again, hebrophenic schizophrenia or disorganized schizophrenia. I can ah, pronounce disorganized. There you go. Um, but that doesn't really seem to sync with what they think Daniel's symptoms are. Yeah. Um, normally, you know, well, a lot of schizophrenia usually often appears like around puberty. It's where you sort of see the first signs of it. But disorganized um, schizophrenia is like disorganized behavior, disorganized speech. It's not as much delusions and hallucinations. Mm. That's paranoid schizophrenia. Gotcha. Usually. And that's clearly what Daniel has. Uh-huh. Um, but, right, because there is a, a sense of paranoia with what he's going yeah, through. Yeah, and he's, you know, seeing and hearing things. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's still sort of questionable as what it actually, not questionable, but there's uh, various causes or reasons for this, both environmental and genetic. So as, as Janet said, um, so it's true that given the circumstances that Stargate could be a contributing environmental factor, that uh-huh. part's valid, although by like... Probably a lot more valid excuse if you're going to go with that is the sarcophagus because it actually messes with your brain chemistry and shit. And he's the only person really who's who's been in one. Been I think Daniel or Jack was once, but not over and over and over and become addicted to it to actually fuck with your brain chemistry. (laughs) I remember that episode. If you're going to say there's some reason, environmental reason, why Daniel had schizophrenia and not anyone else. The sarcophagus seems like a much more valid thing than shutting down the Stargate for yeah, a while. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, I think you take into account the stuff he's experienced personally. Exactly. He's, he's been through quite a few things, considering he spent, like, what, an entire 24 hours in someone else's body? Yeah. That might do it. Yeah. Hey, think? how about that? Since we're talking about Michello. Exactly. <laughs> um, and also, the the what we see, the, the what we see Daniel do and his hallucinations and his behavior still to me is not in any way a reason to put him in a padded room no he was i don't think he's there yet i think that's just what's easier for them and, so, and, and, it, makes, and it makes the good visual 
Right. It makes good visual well, to put him in a white yeah, pantagruel. Yeah, and, you know, he looks really good in white. He does look good <laughs> in white. Um, but he has not, to me, no point in this episode does he ever appear violent enough to put him in a pantagruel. No, I agree. He's not violent against others or himself. He's no. not there And yet. this, I mean, this part of the episode, when we come up to it here really soon, is really hard to watch in this episode. Yeah, the the padded room scene. To, yeah, to watch the padded room scenes to to see like how just straight medicated he is. Yeah, that's a pretty good job on 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 Michael Shanks. Oh, part. he was. Gr- I actually have a a thing on here that he does a great medicated, drugged up. Yeah, you know, acting. He's done a lot of studying up on that part. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, this the whole way that they treat him in this episode based like just escalates so quickly yeah, to the it's fact that it's really hard to watch. Yeah, it's 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 very, very uh, Girl Interrupted. In fact, that would be a good AKA for us yeah. to be Daniel Interrupted. Daniel Interrupted. Because they immediately turn to the worst case scenario. Yes. They don't... There's no sense of out for him. It's like, they is, don't try is, to is this work the with 50s, him or... the 60s? What's happening? Or am I am she sharing a room with Sylvia Plath? Yeah, because you know what I mean. Like the the amount the the behavior shock treatment next. Yeah, the behavior yeah. of Daniel that we see in this is okay. There might be some like anti hallucinogens that you give him, but right. but there's also you would go to like talk it out. You'd see, you know, you'd have some talk therapy going on yes. before you medicate him to an unconscious coma and yeah. stick him in a room. Well, that's the thing is you, you've escalated it all so quickly that there's nowhere else to go. Exactly. There's no other avenues to, to yeah. try. There should be some process that you follow to get him here. Yeah, because he did a super minor outburst at Jack, right. which was not in any way trying to hurt anyone. Yeah. Even Jack. He wasn't trying to hurt Jack. Well, and even if it wasn't minor, thing it's to just, Silk. you don't go, once you go there, what's left? Exactly. Lobotomy? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's you, just... You've given no else anywhere this should be this is this there needs there's there was no steps in between that ladder yes um but yeah just a rocket to the moon (laughs) so we're jumping kind of ahead in the episode at this point but in the vip room jack and daniel playing chess in which daniel should have won two moves ago and he missed it right um he's like look i feel normal jack's like that's because it was stress and i have a very calming effect on stressed out people i have a hard time believing that i don't know I think Jack would be a calming influence. I think just, on most people, but on Daniel, yeah. Daniel gets so nervous around him. This is true. Yeah. I think unlike a lady yeah. or some other, like, rough and tumble, yeah. uh, you know, or like military guy. Or... Yeah. Yeah. But on Daniel, Daniel's already just always trying to please him. <laughs> I know. And he's always feels like the little brother. I don't think that would work here. No. And they go to play gin because Daniel isn't good at gin. Yeah. Which I love. I heard gin and I was like, are we drinking gin? We are drinking. I like gin. Actually, we are drinking gin. <laughs> We're drinking barrel-aged, homemade barrel-aged gin and tonic. Yay, gin. Yes. Um, so as Daniel goes to get the cards, he hears the Stargate dialing again. Uh, and, he, and he grabs the cards. He sits down and he hears a gold squeaking and looks up to see one crawling up Jack's arm. Yeah. It's clear that Jack doesn't know it's there, mm-hmm. obviously, and squirrels up Jack's arm into the base of his head and Jack's eyes glow and Daniel can't hold it in anymore. He yells that there's a gold and he tries to get out of Jack. I like that part, too. I know he's in, he's losing his shit, but he's how is he going to get it out? He's trying so hard to, like, not... Because he's like, I know it's an illusion. I'm trying yeah. so hard and he finally... And he, he sort of snaps for a second, but he quickly realizes what he did. He right. comes to, but then he collapses on the ground, and Jack calls for help. And the camera zooms in, and we have this amazing 
effect of something crawling under the skin of Daniel's face. Yes. It is such great effects. His glasses move that I wonder if it was somehow practical. Oh, I don't know. I like, wonder if that's a thing. It, it, I Watching the way, because it's not like... I know a lot of shows have done the same effect digitally, and okay. you can tell it's digital because nothing moves. Right. The skin doesn't pull or anything. Like, on this, you oh, can see its hairline true. pulling, you know, it's glasses moving. The things we've noticed is sometimes there's not top dollar for the effects used here, but you always notice the attention to detail. Yeah. When we do have effects, so whoever was in that back room, you know, my props to you, because... I think there's just a great focus in detail. Yeah. And I think that's where it came from. This is one that I would definitely love to know if this is a practical effect or not. Because it was so amazingly done. And and yeah. That would be fun. So suddenly everyone's gone way off the deep end. Mm -hmm. And this is where I would retcon all of this white room into being another delusion of Daniel's if he wasn't still in the padded room after losing the fishing lure to Teal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... But Daniel's in a white padded room, and the rest of his team visits him, and Doctor feels stupid, should be fired because he's crap at this point. Yeah, I... You know, I wonder if he's just... I start to think about it. It's like, okay, the person who gets this kind of clearance would be someone who's a lot smarter, but it's also not someone who's practicing every day. He's maybe not working with the right group. But is Janet not questioning this? Like, that's the part that gets me. Honest truth. Like the other people, he's admitted Daniel into into some sort of mental institution, into some sort of mental health place. Would other people, other doctors there not be looking at this chart going, Well, that's the part You're taking a couple extra steps here, it looks like. That's how, you know, we don't know this doctor from Adam. We don't know this doctor at all. But Janet, we know, and Janet, we have some faith in and we have some trust in. That's really the harder part to believe, that she's fine with this. I know. Um, But this makeup job on Michael Shanks is fantastic. His eyes look that perfectly, like, they can't open far enough. Yeah. He has that sweaty, clammy look on his face. His hair is all sweaty. Yeah. He shaved in a day, like... Yeah, it's that I'm, I'm fucked up. Like, if yeah. I saw him walking down the street, I'd be a little concerned. Yes, yes. Totally. So, um... Maybe Daniel... he just had a lot of coffee and then went on a long bender the night before. True. <laughs> This is true. Well, honey, it's for a roll. I know we have a baby. You deal with the baby. I'm going to go get fucked up. So Daniel has a hard time seeing them since the blurry. And by the way, the blurry that we see in this is not no glasses vision. Yeah. That's not what it looks like. Nope. If you, I know some people have a hard time think knowing, some people have perfect vision and can't understand what the world looks like for those people who don't have perfect vision. This isn't it. No. Literally, it's just a giant blur. Yeah, I don't know how to... I couldn't even describe to you what it looks like. I know how glasses. to describe it to other designers. It's that's a, fair. It's, you do, it's a big Gaussian blur. Yeah, You take fair. Gaussian blur on the entire world and crank it up, and that's what you see. <laughs> I um, actually miss spots. For Here and there, who, I will, there are things that I just don't see anymore. Yeah. They just blend so much that they they For disappear. people who don't, know, use, who don't use Photoshop, I don't know how to explain it to you. Yeah. Uh, it's just blur. Yeah. It's like when your glasses fog up. Yeah. Or when something fogs up a lot and you can't yep. see through it. That's that's not it. But they took away his glasses so he doesn't try and hurt himself. Mm-hmm. Um, this is clearly as hard for his team as it is for us to watch. Um, Daniel gets really emotional, tears up, and apologizes for being such a head case. Um, and Jack now thinks that it has something to do with the Linvis as well. Yeah, this a scene slow is... slow on the pickup. But... This scene's pretty great with the apology yeah. and where they all walk in because everyone's reaction seems very appropriate yes. to the situation. The fact that Daniel's apologizing seems appropriate too because that's just kind of who he is. That's who he is. Like, I'm this... Well, I... I okay. My yeah. head 
was going, well, Michael Shanks is Canadian, and I'm close enough to being, people call me Canadian, and then, yeah. like, I just apologize for everything, even though I have no, I'll apologize for apologizing. Yeah. Well, there's just something in his character where he feels like he's yeah. fucked up. By the way, that cliche exists for a reason. <laughs> oh, okay. People I'm just apologizing. I apologize never for nothing. Because <laughs> what does I like to say? I'm an entitled <laughs> Californian who thinks they are better than everybody. Yeah. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh, but no, it seems, you know, there's something really heartfelt about the apology yeah. and the way Sam looks at him. Because Sam's oh my just, gosh. it's Sam. like every family member in the after Can school I special. Also, yeah. As much credit as we give to Michael Shanks for the scene, I yeah. want to give as much credit to, uh, to Amanda Tapping yeah. for the scene as well. Because like Amanda Tapping, like the entire this the entire scene, in her face. Yeah. she is on that verge of like breaking down and not wanting to, of trying to be strong, of trying to save face. Yeah, that, but about well, to break it's, down. It's, it's that, amazing. That broken. I can see that you're in pain, and yep. I want to help. And there's absolutely nothing I can do for you. Yep. It's um, amazing. It's very real. It taps into a very real place mm-hmm. uh, that some of us may or may not have been in before. But yeah, what a, what a thing to tapping, see. Tap into I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had <laughs> to make you that tapping part. No, it seems right. And you know, and even Tilk's approach is very matter of fact. Yeah. It's very to character. I think they, if you told me they didn't prop those sections and just kind of channel their character, I would totally believe Exactly. Them. Yeah. Um, and Daniel starts hearing footsteps and he tries to hide away in the weirdest corner possible. Why is that corner exist? Why does that even exist in Why? that room? It, yeah. That is not, that's not the room you picked a pad if that's in the corner of it. No, because that's like, how people die. Um, anyway, Tealk reassures him that it is only his friends are here, but Daniel loudly hears the footsteps coming closer and closer. And then he sees Elinverus behind Tealk and starts manically laughing and trying to point him out. Stam starts knocking for the aids, uh, you know, reaching, trying not to reach that breaking point herself. Mm-hmm. And suddenly Daniel lurches for the Lindris. Teal catches him, and Daniel sees a glowing fishing lure is basically all I'm right. calling these, going from his ear into Teal's hand. Daniel breaks free and tries to tell him something when the Teal, no one is believing him. The aides come in and, like, in probably one of the hardest scenes for me to watch, mm-hmm. pins Daniel down and sedates him. <laughs> um... Daniel hears Michella's voice suddenly, thanking him for delivering him to the Gould. And naturally, Dr. McStupid here uh, wants to up the dose even more. And at this point, his team and we are visibly shaken as Daniel falls unconscious. Yeah, let's, uh, oh, things are getting weird. Let's just up more drugs. Yeah. Just just kill everything with drugs. <sighs> so And done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're already sedating him. Yeah, you can't... I can't imagine he was in any way doing anything else that could have been perceived as violent until that one moment. Yeah. Like, come on. He's already drugged up oh, pretty much. You just want to keep him comatose? Yeah, basically. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's his plan. Yeah. So the team arrives back at the SGC, and I had the frame paused right on the screen, and I could see that the alert status is low, the zone integrity was at 90%, and the readiness level was high. Nice. Um, As Jack points out, there's nothing worse than losing your mind and knowing it's happening. Uh, And But Teal then goes down, so that might be worse. Yeah. And he goes down hard, and they call from the infirmary. Mm Mm-hmm. Back with Daniel, um, he is remembering Michello in one of his dreams. Inventions to fight the gold. Yeah. And he starts oh, putting... Oh, God, Michello. <laughs> fucking Michello. <laughs> and he starts putting two and two together. He wakes up and he goes to the door, banging on it for Dr. McStupid. <laughs> um, in the infirmary, Teal'c is inside of a plastic bubble. He is Bubble Boy now. Yeah, well. Uh, and Janet said, tells them that Junior is dying. 
Kel Noreem's not going to do anything, and... No, um, you have to say it like Jackson. You know, the Kel No whatever crap. Kel No, <laughs> yeah. The Kel Noreem. Um, and it's not what Daniel has, because they can't find anything, you know, the symptoms aren't the same, but mm-hmm. Junior has, like, a day or two. Okay, how do you just... Uh, nope, let's just dismiss everything that's happened. I know, because I was like, clearly doesn't have the same symptoms as Daniel, but, like, now two of your people have down. come down with illnesses, and... They've all been to the, they've both been to the same, uh, seriously? Yeah. You people are smarter than this. Yes, yes. The, you have to tie this together. The Daniel went for Teok and Teok is the one that went down. Yeah. There's something there. Oh my gosh. I would have been happier if they had been like, Daniel did something to him when yeah. he lunged at him. Yeah. That would have even been better than this. So back in the petted room, we have, I think what's my worst nightmare, trying to convince someone else that you're not crazy <laughs> when they're telling you that you're crazy. Yeah. Um, and he's there. Apparently it's time for Daniel's meds. And he's like, no, what don't need more meds. What I need is to get the meds that you've given me out of my system. Right. Daniel wants to know if Teal'c is sick, but Dr. McStupid doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Daniel gets visibly frustrated here, which is not going to help his case, but I don't blame him for, you know, right. rushing out against the wall. Yeah. Out of frustration. Because at that point, I would, and I'm pretty sane. For exactly. The most part. Yeah. <laughs> no more crazy than any other else. Exactly. Um, he he asks the questions that I'm and everyone else here is asking, as we have many times. Yep. Why is everyone jumping to the conclusion that he's crazy and yep. dangerous and out of control? Yes. Just because he's acting like it at this exact moment, but not again to this degree. He just needs to get again. He's like, I just need to get the meds in my system, and while he. Dr. McStupid might hear this from patients <laughs> all the time. Daniel thinks he's cured. Right. Again, Michael Shanks is fantastic here. Mm-hmm. Um, and McStupid's like, yeah, I do hear that from people all the time. It doesn't work like that. Uh, yeah, this for- is the, yeah, this is a man who's just above everything. He's yeah. so overly confident in what he can do that he's, he's like, no. He's just as bad as Dr. Warner later in the episode, yeah. which I'll get to again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, gosh, yeah. Except for the time, of course, when your craziness is caused by an alien organism, which Daniel knows is because Michello told him, even though, of course, Michello's dead, Daniel's like, look, I know this isn't helping my case. Yeah. He's like, look, <laughs> go see if Teal'c is sick. If Teal'c is sick... I want to talk to Jack. Yeah, that's fair. Exactly. So back in the infirmary, Hammond tells uh, Janet and Jack that there's been a change with Daniel and that he wants to see Jack. Mm-hmm. So Jack shows up and Daniel promises, look, I'm better. He explains the whole thing to Jack, including Michello. He's like, hear me out on this. Yeah, please. Um, he thinks it was an organic recording and he thinks that it was a ghoul-killing ghoul invention inside of him. And since he doesn't have a ghoul, the side effect must make normal people act like they're, and Jack's like, nuts. Yeah. Um, but Teal does have a gold, so it's not going to give the same reaction to him. Duh. That's not so hard to figure out. No. So. I mean, I know I'm being overly cocky because I just watched the episode. I know. But no, if the two people have different body compositions, they're not going to react the same exactly. way to things. Just like one drink does nothing to Nixie and one drink makes Grace very drunk. That's all. So they break Daniel out of the padded room real fast because clearly he's better now. Yeah. Uh, no apology from Dr. McStupid, I'm sure. Yeah. Because he probably still doesn't believe that. I know. And Jack, like... He's probably home right now, and he's like, no, that guy was crazy. And Janet's like, oh, looks like you're back to normal. Your dopamine level's back. And we're like, really, Janet? Really? You're that Really good? Yeah. Um... And Daniel's like, look, I had a lot of time to think about this in this little room, and it makes (laughs) sense that, you know, Daniel's back to normal, and now Teal's sick. Cause and effect. 
Janet's like, look, I did every test I have. There's nothing for it in Teal. But Sam points out that Michelle has been dead for six months and the Inver- Linverus died maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so Michello planted it on them a while ago and it went off like a landmine. Yeah. Sam goes to the computer and looks through every. They brought back all of the stuff from Michello's lab and ships it off to Area 51. Right. So they start going through and they're going through and blah, 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 and they find something familiar. How about the only thing that they brought back with them? Yeah. Huh. The page turner and the weird tablet what, thing. Why didn't they already start looking at that? Because that's this my thought. episode is filled with stupidity. Yeah. Maybe that's what this is called. The one where everyone's stupid. Yeah, I think so. Maybe it <laughs> affected everyone. Yeah. No kidding. Um, so in, in one of the labs, they have the tablet and the page turner from Area 51 and the page turner from the planet... Uh, that they went to in a quarantine box Mm -hmm. and Sam and Janet are examining them. Jack is with them in the room. Daniel's up in the observation room to lay out the scene here. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do they set the mine off? Well, they just tried tapping it and that didn't work. I love that. It's like, how do we make this work? Hit it. Yeah, Just smack it. That's a good thing to do with some sort of like device that can do it. It is. It yeah. is. I just why don't you um, just throw it at each other? That's probably real safe, too. So they take the one from Area 51 and they try to turn the page. <laughs> They're on a long and lonesome highway. Yeah. Somewhere east of Omaha. <laughs> west of Omaha. <laughs> um, and a bunch of creepy, oozy fishing lures ooze out. There's yeah. ten of them, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Nine killed the Linverus and then yeah. one was left for Daniel. Yeah. Also, at this point, they've shortened the page turner device to... PTD. Well, of That's, course, because we love our acronyms. We do. <laughs> Everything Nothing is else. acronyms. We love our acronyms. I wouldn't be surprised if Sam stands for another name. Probably. <laughs> like Sarah Ann Marie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so they try to get one to look under the microscope, and instead it goes through Sam's gloves. Yeah, it's and... like, fuck your gloves. I know. Fuck you and your security features. I'm out. And the other nine escape as well. Like little so... Pac-Man, they're just eating through yeah. the world. That's a problem. All ten of them go into the three. Three of them. Yeah, they great. are fucked. Yeah. So we see the base being sealed off with some stock footage. Mm-hmm. Hammond comes into the observation room and Janet's like, I don't think there's a risk of contamination if we stay in here and don't go near anyone else. Mm-hmm. Again, that's dumb. There's no other gold on the base right. except for Teal'c. They shouldn't be an issue to other people unless yeah. they don't go near gold. Right. Come on. And then Hammond calls Dr. Warner and a hazmat team. Why? Because it's clear that the fishing lures give no fucks yeah. about your hazmat. Good. I mean, you might stall them a bit. No, it wasn't stalled going through <laughs> no, those gloves. No, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. Those fishing lures give no fucks about they're like, your yeah, hazmat. Yeah, they're like little sperm swimming yeah. over an egg. They're like, I don't care what I it takes. I don't care how I will get there. <laughs> Um, so Daniel thinks the answer is somewhere in the tablet. And Janet tells Jack, look, there's nothing we can do. All the lures are inside of them. Um, yeah. Are they sure? Those things are moving real quick. Are they sure one's going to get out? Yeah. Did they see them? Count them? I, you, um, maybe you can feel them through your body. Uh, gross. And since they have more than one, their symptoms will be rapidly acute. Yeah. Um, and that's where, where the, she moves to the floor there, Janet does. Right. Um, and Jack would just like to apologize in advance for anything he might say or do that could be construed as offensive <laughs> as he slowly goes nuts. Well, thank, thank, thank God for his manners. Exactly. Because otherwise we would have been worried. <laughs> um, but at this point, Sam is fine. I mean, yeah. Jack sees her eyes glow, but she's yeah. fine. I love that. I'd, I'd love to be Sam here, too. She'd be like, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> People are going crazy. Yeah. Um, she's not seeing anything. She's not hearing anything. She's immune. Yeah. So Dr. Wonder shows up, and... This is where she should do, like, a Wonder Woman pose. And just yeah. be like, Wonder Woman! <laughs> 
Um, and Sam's like, hey, Dr. Warner, you should run some tests on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hammond's like, no, we can't let any other person being contaminated. Does he have a gold? Come on. If you do not, not have a gold, you're going to be fine. Uh, yeah. Um... I do have to say. Because it's clear Daniels didn't jump from him until he was near Gould. That's true. So, That's true. He was around everybody else and it never went anywhere. Exactly. And they're not going to let Daniel in either, even though, you know, he thinks he's immune as well. Yeah. And so Sam has to figure it out in the room on her own. I do want to point out that Sam was the only one immune. Had that been Jack, he may have taken a second to make fun of Sam and Jen and been like, haha, I'm immune. Okay, how do I fix you? Yeah, probably. He would just would have made fun of him while he's trying to help him. Yeah, exactly. Um, although Sam may have spoke a little too soon, she leans on the computer um, in, in pain as four little snotty fishing lures fall out of her ear. Ew. And naturally, she then pokes them. Yeah. They're dead. That's what you do when a weird, dangerous thing comes out of you. You touch it. Yeah. So, um... Sam also heard Michello saying that her ghoul captor is dead. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you know that protein marker that the ghoul leave in the host when they die that was conveniently mentioned earlier in this episode? <laughs> because there's no other reason to do that. We've, yep. we've tricked Michello's thing, little fishing lures, into thinking that they killed the ghoul. Ah, that um, makes sense. And it's clear that, you know, the... the to clear up the whole plot hole of Jack being a host since the ghoul left his body before he died, so right. he's on the marker. Right. Just to make sure that little plot hole there is yeah. tidy, since he did technically it have a ghoul. It has to die event. within you yes. in order for this to work. So Sam's like, I can't just inject my blood into the others, since they don't have the same blood. Sorry, Dr. Warner points out that Sam yeah. can't just inject her blood Also, the don't inject your blood into other people. That's yeah. a weird thing to decide to do. I have a comment on that here in a bit, okay? Yeah. So, because they don't have the same blood type, so they right. you can't do it. So, she doesn't have the equipment or the time to separate the protein from the rest of the blood. And yes, high pressure liquid ch- chromography is a thing. Um, <laughs> nice but, work there. Thank you. <laughs> um, but the fact that no one except for Janet, who is, cl- like, start, like, starting to get incapacitated, right. can think of a simple centrifuge, centrif- like, separation of red blood cells... Yes. Yeah. Why does nobody else think of this? I, uh, I don't know. If we're just, you know, we're surrounded by doctors, all the stupids. And and Warner keep, like, keep, like, is, like beyond adamantly repeating, saying that Janet is out of her mind and it can't possibly work. And what Janet is saying is insane, is not believable in any way for no. me. No, I think he's just an arrogant bastard. She really fights so is. hard to stay with it long enough. Uh, to prove that she's smarter than Warner while going crazy. Right. Um, but suddenly, at some point, he was like, oh, oh, no, you're right. No, this will work. He doesn't even have the decency to apologize. Nope. And, nope. and not be an ass about it. No. At that point, he's like, oh, yeah, this is my idea now. Oh, is, and there, then, is there is some dry ice in that? Okay, yeah. follow my instructions. Yeah. Also, because they just keep a ton of dry ice in the lab? Apparently, that's the thing that you do in labs. Also, <laughs> I this, don't know. also the sight of someone drying their own blood? Not uh, weird at all. Well, again, <laughs> I have a major medial phobia, yeah. and you have no issues with needles. The only unrealistic part of that is that she was able to do it in one shot. <laughs> because that, would ne- that doesn't even happen when other people do it in that situation, and you're in a high-stress situation, you're working fast, yeah. there's just no fucking way. Okay, but here's, fine. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's my issue with this scene. <laughs> This is a life and death situation. Yes. Yep. Now, if you got a full blood transfusion of someone with another blood type, I can see why that's very, very bad. Don't do that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Now, 
if you have like a couple of cc's uh-huh. of blood because you have a protein marker that will save their lives right just inject that shit and i'm i'm sure the the consequences of a very small <laughs> amount of someone else's blood might be some issues. You're probably not going to die from it, and you can you know how to deal with that shit afterwards. Well, and that's as the thing is, here. you're definitely going to die without that protein. Exactly. You're definitely going to die. You're definitely going to die at this point. Yeah, putting a few cc's of a blood type that's not yours not the best idea. Uh-huh. You know better how to, than death. Better than death, <laughs> and you know how to deal with that shit later. That's it's fair. Not, you saw how much it's not she was injecting him at the time. That's true. It was that's a small fair. amount. Yeah, just getting the protein in there. <laughs> Like, even Dr. Warner is smart enough to figure out how to deal with the side effects yeah. of a small amount of the wrong blood yeah, type Yeah, even as blood. dumb as he is. Yeah, that's true. I wonder what the side effects would be of having the wrong blood like, type. Like, that is the same amount of some people inject their bodies with horrible drugs with. That's true. And your with body, poison. Just with straight poison, up poison. And your body can deal with that. Yeah. Pretty sure your body can handle some red blood cells. A little bit of blood, red blood cells, yeah. That's, that's a really good point. That's I like the issue that. I have with this. I do like that point, and you're you're right. Um, even even to the point of, but okay. then that would have made the episode like a good five minutes too short. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. You can still centrifuge the shit out of that. Still yeah. separate the red blood also, cells. What's left in the plasma is even less of what's going to well, yeah. mess with you. Just that's throw the plasma true. out and check that shit. Will you use a centrifuge? Yes. Don't you have to balance it out? Yes. Because it's spinning. Yes. Now, if you drop one test tube yes. on a big giant circle and yes. nothing else... Yeah, that's going to be off kilter. You're probably not balanced. No. No, you're not. No, so, I'm pretty sure that's they have, all. like, a weight you can put in the other side. Even I know that much science. Yeah. That's all. I was going to ignore that part. <laughs> because that was the least part of the science I had an issue there was, with in this part. That was a lot of science. Was, a lot of bad science here. I, yeah. Scienting bad. I understand that injecting <laughs> your wrong blood type is bad, given the circumstances. Oh, gosh, yeah. Anyway, so we cut to that Sam has two shots of plasma ready. Mm-hmm. It was Janet's idea. She gets to go first. Yep. Then Jack. Uh, and at this point, they're hardly reacting to anything anymore. Yeah, I don't like, know how much I time is no gone fox. by, yeah. but yeah. To be fair, it could be like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but... Um, and then Janet hears Michello and the fishing lures drop out of her ears. Uh-huh. <laughs> that may be the grossest part. <laughs> so in the infirmary with uh, Teal, Janet injects some of the protein into his IV. She's not really sure it's going to happen because he'll have the protein of a dead ghoul, but still have Junior. And it depends on how smart Michello made the little buggers. That's true. So everyone has a moment of relief when Teal hears Michello and the lures drop out of his ears. Or the one lure drops out of his one ear. Yeah. Um, and So clearly he did not make them that smart. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. And the end of the episode. Yikes. Yeah. And we're done. And we're done. This was a weird episode. Yeah. It's a little weird, a little strange. Um, this is so weird that I'm not even going to put it on my top five. Oh, wow. When there's not enough... Like, there's, we don't have five episodes, and yet I'm still not putting this in my top five. <laughs> I'm throwing it in there just okay. so that it, you know, it can, it placed. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give it the chance to place. It goes number four. Yeah. And, and I got to be honest, I may have liked this a little more than Seth, just because I didn't care for Seth. Okay. Um, Are you but putting... the, yeah, I, I'm just kind of, what the fucking this episode? So is it still going number four? Is it you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a Seth slash legacy tie, as, okay. as we all know I'm notorious uh, yes, for. Yes, I know. <laughs> And both of those are just going to go away. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I like because I'm I'm narcissistic and a little self 
yeah. self-interested. I do like the whole proteins and bloods and, and, yeah. and getting drugs out of there because it's a lot of my life. Um, <laughs> but it's a very what the fuckery you know what? type of episode. I'll do this. I'm going to put this at number four. <laughs> so it's on my list strictly yeah. for the acting in this episode. Not That's fair. Not the plot, <laughs> but the acting inside of it. I will put it at number four until I it drops off that. my list. Yeah. But it's... um. I'm trying to figure out what they could have done to make this better. I think if they'd approached the doctors a little better, the I, situation yeah. with the doctors, I this think, could have been a really cool episode. It I could think, have been... Yeah, if they had handled... If they would have handled the, the Daniel storyline better, if they would have not have jumped from step three to step 150... Right, right. I think I would have enjoyed this more. I mean, he could have still done all the crazy acting just as well. I'm trying to think. I think it's Need is the other episode yeah. with the sarcophagus. Yep, yep. Clearly, he can pull off these episodes. Yes. We just needed to give him a little more to work with. Yes. And I don't think he had it quite no. there. No. Uh, and I would have loved to have watched that. Would have loved to have seen the what-ifs of that. But this one was just a little... Yeah, there's too many potholes. There's there's too too much. Yeah, or and maybe you know, and maybe ninety nine was a little different in the psychiatric community than what we know now. Still, there's way too many jumps. It's not just that; it's the jump that happened inside the briefing room of oh, he clearly must be crazy, even though we're going off planet and encountering weird things. Yeah, we speed up to get to this place, and then I think that's my bigger issue in this episode. It's it's a Zack Snyder movie. We don't give the scene <laughs> enough time to breathe to no. get to where it needs to yes. so that you can actually believe it when he's in that white room. Um, exactly. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, the tie for number three only because I just didn't like Seth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because I didn't like actual Seth and I didn't like the dad. Um but, you well, know. Well, I think you're going to like the next episode more. Awesome. So the next episode is Learning Curve, which Yay. is an episode that I never skip when doing a rewatch. Oh, this um, is exciting. I like this episode. I like, I think you'll enjoy this also because of the moral question that is left at the end of the episode. Ooh, okay. I I'm know you love now. moral questions. This is a good one. Yeah, this is a good one to yes. go into 50 with. Oh, yeah. Um, it's Actually, yeah, we'll be going into episode 50 with this episode. What? Yeah. Oh, my God, guys. We've been through 50 episodes, and if you're still listening, bless you. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. that's it for now. Um, we will see you guys next week. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. You can find us on the Facebooks at There's No Place Like Tara. You can also email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Uh, and yeah. Write us, review us, come back for the 50th episode. Holy crap. 50 this show is episodes. getting fun. And technically, we've had more than 50 because we're not counting the tangent cast. No, can't tangent cast. Can't, uh, blah, blah. Blah, words. blah. So, I can't words words we've already hit 50 episodes. Whoa. Yeah. That's commitment. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.